This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to another episode, I think I've lost count at this point, another episode of the another Derby County podcast. Um, I'm joined here by only two co-hosts today. Uh, we've had a couple of late withdrawals. Jacob's had to go and watch West Brom, uh, a real football game in real life, so we uh, can't, can't stop him from going to that. And uh, Lawrence has got a lot on tonight, so it's just us three. Um, so tonight I'm joined by Adam. Hello. And Carolyn. Hi. Are you happy to be back? Glad to be uh, yeah. on for a second week? Definitely, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Especially after like, last week. I feel like I really enjoyed it. So nice Strong solid again. debut. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a good debut. So we're going to talk about a few things today. Uh, obviously, we've got the QPR game, which was... Uh, a stressful one to say the least. Um, do a little bit of a preview on the Bristol game, which is uh, probably our biggest game for a while, but we seem to say that about every game at the minute. Um, and then we'll talk about transfers a little bit. And then we've got your questions, which you've asked on Twitter. So um, just to kick us off, we're going to talk about the QPR game. Adam, what did you think of our performance in that game? I think it was the, uh, the best defensive display we've seen this season. Very solid. Uh, Kelroos had a very strong game. Not, not brilliant, but it's second choice goalkeeper. He stepped up, didn't he? Um, we'll, we'll definitely be better when Marshall's back. Because Ian Richards scored the tap in. It was a, not the best of goals, but they all count. So, see, yeah. See, I, I disagree with that. I think I think that was probably one of the best goals we scored all season. You know, the, I, I think Derby County statistics did a, a little bit of a review on it. So if if you fancy finding out a little bit more on it, have a look at their Twitter page. Um, and yeah, Bielik won the ball from deep. We drove forward. Shinny played that ball through to Yushviak. I think it was one of those. It was like a perfect counter attack, and it was probably the only time all game we actually carved them open at all. Maybe and, I should have uh, said not the prettiest goal after the, the save. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, obviously the build-up was amazing, but I just meant yeah. that the, the, the tapping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think like it came from open play, which doesn't always happen. Like usually it's, it's you know from a corner <laughs> or something or like a free kick earlier on the season. So it was nice to actually see a team goal, definitely. Yeah, and I think I think we'll start to see more of that the more Rooney gets time with the team. You know. I think the Steve McLaren effect's definitely uh, doing something. Don't want to take the credit away from Rooney, but to to have someone like Steve working in the background, doing the training work with them is uh, is a big big benefit. Um, 
Caroline, I'm going to ask you, what did you think was uh, the best sort of defensive moment of the game? We had a, a couple of couple of good saves by Roos, but what would you say was uh, the biggest moment? Yeah, I'd probably say the save by Roos where the defender did the bicycle kick. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he saved, like, that really kept us in the game. I know this is the second week in a row I've said Roos has kept us in the game, but he has. Like, I, I think he had a big role to fill um, coming in when Marshall's been injured. Because obviously Roos hasn't played for quite a while now, and I think he's done really well. And I noticed that the um, goalkeeping coach has actually changed for the first team. So I wonder... Yeah how kind of that's going to impact things. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a weird one, isn't it? Um, especially with the way the coaching staff's changed. Obviously, Shea Givens now, what, first team coach or something like that? Yeah. And then yeah, they've, taken, they've taken the under-23s coach up into the first team. I'm, I'm really sorry, I can't remember his name. But he's, he's moved into the first team. And yeah, Ruth seemed a lot better. He, he, he could have done better on a couple of crosses, but, you know, he's, he's a lot better than what he was, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, he's he... good at like stopping the shots, but I think it's yeah. crosses that are are a problem. So it'll be interesting to see. I think uh, Marshall will come back into the team um, yeah. for this weekend. But look, I think Bruce has definitely done a good job after not playing for so long. So fair play to him. Um, Adam, the three at the back, do you reckon yes. we're going to carry that on? I think we will. George Evans was very solid the other day. And I think he was, was unlucky in the first place to lose his place in the team. Because I think, was it the Bournemouth game? Did he play in the Bournemouth game? Were we... We lost, but it was very close. Was I don't think so. I think Tverek played it. Was it Tverek? Oh, well. Center off, yeah. Well, I know. Anyway, he was very solid beforehand, playing in the center, playing in the back yeah. three, and we looked very, very, very strong again. Not that we didn't look strong with the back four, but the the back three just seemed to tighten up a bit more. And he yeah. you see, he stepped into the midfield and yeah. made it a, a bank of three as well. So when we were in attack, he was in the midfield. But defence, he was in the back, and he was very strong, very solid. Yeah, it's I worth... think he's better in defence than in the midfield, yeah. definitely. I agree. Although he did come off at half time <laughs> in the QPR yeah. game, I think. I think, as as you were saying, I think we are a lot stronger at the back with the three at the back. But I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of the point, isn't it? Is that you've got that extra man in defence, and then you hit teams on the break. But I think when we did go four at the back, we had that little bit of little bit more dynamic movement going forwards. You know, Max Bird, I thought Max Bird did did quite a lot when he came on. I think he was very, very solid when he came on, yeah. Yeah, mm. he did he did a lot of harrying and I think that's what we needed. I think it was it was some some good management by uh, by Rooney to bring him on, which is something Definitely, we've yeah. we've missed for, for quite some time now. But um yeah. yeah, enough about that game. Bristol, you know, big game, Chrissy Martin. Carolyn, what are your predictions for that? Well, I would first like to point out that I predicted <laughs> the QPR game correctly. I think um, <laughs> now the pressure is on for this week. So, oh, I think, you know, I was actually looking at it earlier and Bristol City have scored quite a few goals. So I'm kind of torn because obviously they're scoring goals, but we're keeping clean sheets. But yeah. I think I'm going to go 2 1 Derby. I, I think they will score. What do you reckon, Adam? I reckon 1 1. I think, I think Chris Martin will score. I, I just got a feeling. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon they'll score first and then we'll we'll hit back but yeah 1-1 one, one. and uh, look, it'll be a really scruffy goal that they score yeah I think um, what's worth mentioning as well is that Martin didn't even start tonight uh, I'm not sure if it was full time when I checked the score but they, they were 2-0 up against Huddersfield yeah half time and yeah it's, it's Jeju that scored both and you know they've got quite a lot of firepower going forward as you said they score a lot of goals and you know they've got Obviously, they've got Martin. They've got also Casey Palmer as well. You know, another another ex Derby player 
in their team. And yeah, they, they seem to play a bit of a strange style of football, I think, compared to other teams in the league. They play, you know, usually a four four two um with one of the big men and one of the little men up front. They've got Narky Wells up front tonight. And I think having that sort of big man, little man dynamic is a little bit of a callback to football of a of a bygone age. Um <laughs> rather Peter than Crouch and Defoe. Yeah, Peter Crouch and Defoe sort of uh sort of football. But um I don't know. What do you think's gonna happen um regarding the goalkeeper situation, Adam? Um, think, you know, with with Marshall potentially coming back, he's been out with illness for a few weeks. Yeah, I think depending on his fitness as well, because he's not been out, he's been out for a few weeks. But I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, "What if he's not broke? Don't fix it." But I think the the command the command that Marshall has at that back four back five yeah. is a lot stronger than Bruce. I think just him coming back in the team would, even though he was solid the other day, just short it up a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think there'll be much of a, a difference in the game uh, to the one-nil defeat at Pride Park? Obviously, I think it was Jeju, wasn't it? Who scored? I don't know if I'm saying that right. By the way, I have no idea. Um, I, he, he scored a, a pretty scrappy goal, didn't he, for them to win one-nil? And I don't think we had a shot on target either. Do you think we'll play? You know, we played three at the back that day. Do you think we'll we'll end up trying to play them the same way? Because we had quite a good game plan. We restricted them quite well, but obviously as it was under Koku a lot, a mistake let us down. Um, do you think something like that will happen again? Or do you think we'll, we'll go for it a little bit more? I think after performances in recent weeks, especially since the turn of the year and, and just since Rooney's been manager, we've been a lot different to as we were under Koku. Yeah. But I think, I think we'll be a lot more positive than we, than we were. And I think we'll, we have more, recently we've had more of a goal threat. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we could have won uh, by more than one in the last couple of games. We've been a bit unlucky with the chances, especially with Kazim hitting the bar a couple of games ago as well. Mm. And his um, volley that went wrong last week. Volley. <laughs> volley. What, Whatever what it, it was. was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we'll, we'll, we pose more of a threat and we're a lot tighter at the back, even though we were tight then. But we just seem more assured. Yeah, I think we have more confidence now, especially after getting on a good run. I think like we're going in in good form, so it's all to play for. I don't see why we couldn't go and win it. But as you said, it could be a draw, which it wouldn't be the worst result. I think it's important to kind of look at how Rotherham are doing. Like if they, I think if we beat them and if they draw, to kind of keep us in an okay position. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think with any game at the minute, especially with teams above us, I'd take anything, you know, a point, a win. Yeah. As long as we don't lose and we can sort of keep that momentum going, I think, every result's a big result. And yeah. obviously with, with the way that we're playing at the minute and the confidence we seem to have, I can I can see us getting a result, uh, which is something I probably wouldn't have said a few weeks ago, especially... I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'd be disappointed if we don't get some sort of result out of whether it's a point or three. Yeah. Um, what do you two think about Jason Knight? The last couple of games he's played out wide. Obviously he was brilliant in the middle when we had that little spell of 4-3-3. Um, but when we seem to play three at the back, he finds himself playing in that wide position. Do you think he's as effective when he plays out wide, or is he is he more of a central man that's having to play as a, a square peg in a round hole? I think he is a central, central player, isn't he? But I think it's to get the three Shinny, Bielik and Knight in the team. Who's the most? Who's the better? The best on out wide, and I think it, it is Knight. He's not his best out there, but he he's better than the other two would be out on the wing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I think he will, he's, he's definitely better in the in the in the three in the midfield. Yeah, he isn't really a winger. Like I suppose, as you were saying, we're kind of limited with options. I suppose with Lawrence being out as well at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I think he is better in the midfield. But I don't think he's done anything wrong out on the wing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think look, you do have to think of the team overall. Um, and lucky you're not always going to with the players you have available you can't always play every like every player in their best position so I think it has worked yeah I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm right here but you know when he scored against Middlesbrough last year the two goals yeah not Middlesbrough. was it Middlesbrough where he scored two goals um the, at home where he yeah. scored uh, it wasn't Middlesbrough it was not Charlton it wasn't yeah it was Charlton, Charlton. yeah you're yeah. right yeah um, was he playing out? I think he was playing on the wing that game. And he seems more of a goal threat when he plays on the wing, but he doesn't have he doesn't bring the same same tenacity as he does to the team. I think when he plays out wide, um, especially if you look at all of those goals, uh, basically all three of them were down to late runs into the box from wide, where he, he'd make that 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 dynamic run into the middle towards the penalty spot. And I think when when players like Yushiak pick up the ball at you know out wide he can make those runs and he can get in the spaces. But the problem is when he's on the ball, he's not got the, it's not his game, is it? He's not got the technical ability to beat a man. You know, he's not going to do what Yushviat does and sprint at someone and send them either way. He's yeah. more of a, he picks the ball up and if he's got momentum, he'll run at someone and he'll probably get past them. But from a standing start, he's not that sort of player. So I think, I think having him out wide has its its pros and cons, but I'd rather have him in the middle. But, you know, with Lawrence missing, Waghorn can't really play on the left. I think he's a, he's a good option to have out there. Yeah, I think it shows we need to sign a winger, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. That now it's being pushed out there. Because with Ibe, with his, uh, with his mental health and Lawrence's fitness, Waggy can't play out there. We need, we need someone to come in, don't we, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely a position that we need to strengthen because when you think of it this way, obviously our main problem is goal scoring. So if we could have a bit more creativity and we also need people making runs as well. Yeah. Um, That's something we're lacking because as we were saying earlier, like we're not really scoring like goals from open play and also we're not scoring enough goals. Yeah. Um, So I think something there would have to change because obviously the vent, like defensively are being really good. So... Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's the thing. We've scored what, like fourteen, fifteen goals all season. It's very low. Yeah, yeah we've kept seven clean sheets in the last ten, and you yeah. know you sort of put those together. If we could start scoring a few goals, we could look like we could be a really good team. Oh, hundred percent. It's, yeah. it's just the fact of actually scoring said goals. Which, I know. Uh, I always think back to like when Vidra was at Derby, and I'm just thinking oh, yeah. how many goals we scored that year. You know, yeah. letting him go, I think definitely did not do us any good. But we haven't replaced him. Like Martin was good, but uh, you know, you're not really kind of comparing like with like. Like he's not going to score that many goals at this stage. Well, I think um, the problem Chris Martin had uh, last season was that he was playing in not a great team, and he was yeah. doing most of the legwork, creating chances. You know, he had almost as many assists as he did goals, and I think that yeah. that said a lot. I've you got know? a question: if if we were to carry on the form we had and picked it up. If we had a chance to get in the playoffs, would you want to be in the playoffs? Wouldn't it? No. It would. It just. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. And also, I think. I don't. I don't know. Obviously, you'd take the highest finish possible. Yeah. And if you could get to the playoffs, of course you'd take it. But the chances of it happening, it's so minimal. Why take it? Because it's a lottery. We'd need to have some phenomenal form for the rest of the season. I'm talking like winning almost every game. I think the question was more. It was. I think it was actually theoretical. But if we were to go, this team went up 
how would it do with with additions? I think it all depends on who was in charge of the club. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think... think the team itself would do great. I don't. I don't think usually you have some teams that will wait and like they'll build and build and build, and then they'll yeah. have a really strong team going up that can actually play in the Premier League. I don't think we're at that point. Um, yeah. I take the playoffs like just. Per, I don't know, like just from the point of view that it, anyone can win. Like yeah. it is a bit of a lottery, you know. It, I suppose form doesn't necessarily matter always going into the playoffs. Um, sometimes, but you know, I think yeah, especially what Villa did there a couple of years ago. Um. Uh, yeah. You know, anything's possible. I think it was based off the um, how we do really well against top six. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, yeah. as, seeing as we can play well against them, surely there's something in this team. I would, I don't think we should go go in the playoffs, but surely there must be somebody in the team that says well, we could be there. I think the reason we do well against better teams is the fact that we do struggle to break teams down. The better teams, as you saw with Bournemouth, we saw with Norwich, they play quite an open style of football and they won't press you that heavily. You know, they'll let you have the ball and, you know, you can't press them that well because they'll keep the ball because they've got some brilliant players. And that was the big thing in the Bournemouth game was that they, they played, you know, all the players were always quite far away from each other. It wasn't very compact and they played nice football to try and score goals. And then defensively, they just try and make up the legwork. Whereas when we're playing you know, no disrespect to teams like Rotherham and Wickham, but they're really poor sides. When yeah. we're playing poor sides like that, they're going to sit compact because they know we're the better team. Yeah. And when they when they sit in like that, we don't have the ability to break them down. And that's why we struggle to score goals against them. Whereas against Bournemouth and teams like that, we don't need to break them down yeah. because they commit mm-hmm. so many men forward. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I we get what you mean. To score that banger for thirty yards, and it would be well, all right. I, th- I think it's less that because I think we've relied on that for too many years now. I think it's more we need players with the creative ability to unlock defenses. You know, we've got Yushviak who showed glimpses of that, but we yeah. need more than that. You need more than one player with ability in a team. Mm. And I think if we could bring in a few more players that have that technical ability. You know, if I could refine his form, if we bring in, you know, Ince, we're going to talk about transfers in a minute. If we could bring mm-hmm. in someone like that, you know, we could be a different team. And if if we are that team, I don't see why we couldn't, you know, as as you were saying, why we couldn't compete at that end of, of the table. But, you know, the reason why we're not at that end of the table is because we don't have that sort of player. Yeah. And- yeah. And I think we're a bit stuck as well with Josviak being the only player that has that creativity. Yeah. They seem they they focus a lot of their defensive work on Josviak. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the only player that can that can provide that bit of magic. Yeah, it's natural, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, you see the danger man, you close him down. I think Josviak suffered from that a little bit because we come up against teams and he's got three men on him because they need to put three men on him. Otherwise he'll run, run them ragged. And we saw that against Birmingham, you know, they didn't man mark him and he goes and creates that goal for, for Jason Knight near the end. Yeah. You know, so, but speaking about that, speaking about how we need to improve the team, um, we've had a couple of outgoings that we'll touch on in a minute. Um, Coming in, we've had a few players linked. Uh, I'll say the names. And I just want to know what you guys think. So Tom Ince, obviously, he's been linked for a few weeks uh, with a loan move. Uh, Umar Nias, um played for Hull, played for Everton, played with Rooney at Everton. Um, he's available on a free, so he wouldn't cost us a penny. Um, Phil Jones, Premier League winner. He's uh, he's available from Man United. Obviously, good mates with uh, with Waza. And then we've got Reese Nelson, who's not been directly linked but uh, Arsenal looking to send him to a championship team. And if there's any championship team crying out for wingers, it's, uh, it's us. So uh, what do you guys think of those four players? I think 
three of them I would like to have. I know a lot of people don't like my opinion, but I'm not a fan of Imani Ass. Yeah. Um, Reese Nelson, I'd, I'd love to have him, but I don't think we're the right club for him. Obviously, we have the, we have the needs for him, yeah. but I think he's too good. I think he was very good on loan at Hoffenheim. So I just don't think, I think he'll be aiming for one of the teams in the top end of the championship. Mm. Um, Phil Jones would be a class addition, like with the low, low wages. I'm, I'm guessing they'd pay the wages. And uh, yeah, I just think it'd be, those would be brilliant additions. Yeah, just going off what Adam was saying, I think we definitely need a centre half because if we get any injuries there, like I, I really don't know what we would do. Um, yeah. Especially with George Evans being linked with a move away mm. from Derby. Um, if that does happen, like there's no doubt we do need to bring someone in. Yeah. So Phil Jones could definitely do a job for us. Um, I don't see why not. And then with Tom Ince, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit undecided. I think if it's a loan deal, yeah, I don't see a problem with it. And we definitely do need to kind of strengthen that position. So he could do a job for us. He did it before, so yeah. yeah. I think with all of them, it's they all play positions that we desperately, desperately need depth in. I mean, if you looked at our bench, we had, what, five youth players on the bench? And most of them were in those positions. Mm. Yeah. And that sort of highlights the lack of depth at the club. I mean, overall, I counted it the other day, and I think we have 14 players, like 14 players over the age of 20, in the squad, which is wow. ridiculous. I bet there's no yeah. other clubs like, you know, in the Premier League and the Championship, even like League One and Two, that have so few older players. And I think, yeah, you've got, you know, Tom Ince, he's been out of form for a couple of years, but he's been played out of position for a couple of years. So if he came on loan, you know, it's it's pretty much a no risk transfer. Yeah, I agree with that, especially as a loan yeah. deal, because if things don't work out, it's only all the summer. Yeah. Um, exactly. So you're not losing a whole lot. I don't know. I suppose wages, maybe mm. that's the only thing you could kind of think of there. But yeah, I don't see that being a problem, really. Maybe a loan with an option to buy as well be a good option. Yeah. For a, for a relatively cheap fee, because I don't know how, what, how long he's got left on his contract, but I can't imagine it's too long. Yeah, I have not. I wouldn't yet, say to be honest. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Umonias, I know you said you didn't like him. I, I remember I watched him a fair bit for Everton when he was in the Premier League. And I think he's one of those players that. He actually, I thought he did pretty well, considering the game time he had and considering the treatment he had. I always thought he did okay. And it seems to me he's one of those players. I think Thomas Suchek sort of taken that that role. Whenever you watch a match of the day, he always seems to score. Uh, and <laughs> Even though you put him in your fancy team and he, he'd never bag you any points, but he always seemed to score whenever you watched him. And he's, he's big, he's quick, he's strong. And I think with only Kazim Richards being able to play that sort of target man holder, it's not even like a target man, is it? But but being able to play that hold up role up front, I think on a free, on a on a short term deal, it's like the Ints one, you know. If as long as he's not on a lot of money, it's it's a no brainer. Just give him a chance. Phil yeah. Jones, Phil Jones, brilliant player. I say brilliant in the Championship, he would be phenomenal. You know, Champions League maybe not. But in the, not in quite the, Man United level, but I think he's no, still a very no. solid Premier League player. So if we exactly. get him on loan. Exactly. And then Reese Nelson, yeah, it's probably the most unrealistic of the four somehow, despite Phil Jones being a Premier League winning centre half. Um he's you know, he, he was very good at Hoffenheim and he's he's one of those players that has a big future. But, you know, we play quite a nice style of football sometimes, occasionally. Yeah. So yeah. May, maybe they would like to send him to us, but you know. Who knows? Would you take Bidra back on loan if you had the chance? I don't know where he'd fit in the team. That's that's the thing. That's yeah. the problem. I think if we were to get him on loan, I think they'd, they'd they'd have to change the team. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'd, I'd always take Vidra back at Derby, but I just don't know where he'd where he'd fit in, what position he'd play. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. You do got. kind of have to think of the team you have instead of 
kind yeah. of sentimental value of players that have been there before. Yeah. Um, yesterday, we had some uh, some big news all about Dwayne Holmes and Kate Gordon. Obviously, Dwayne Holmes completed his transfer to Huddersfield. Good luck to him. Hope he does as well as he can. And, you know, I, I hope he rediscovers the form he had a few years ago because he seems like a nice bloke. You know, I've spoken to him a few times. Um, I've spoken to him a few times privately as well. And he he's always seems like a, a really nice person. And, yeah, I, th- I think he, he deserves the success he got. I think he got a little bit of unwarranted abuse, but, you know, that's what happens when you're a, when you're a footballer. Yeah, um, I've sp- I spoke to him a couple of times and he seems like a nice guy. And uh, yeah. I think what he said about Derby in his interview was not the best thing to say, but I didn't take a, take any offence to it like a lot of people did. Yeah. Cade Gordon. Now, he's a, he's a very different prospect to, to Dwayne Holmes. 16 years old, rated as one of the highest, you know, one of the best 16-year-olds in England at the minute. Um, obviously, he made his first team debut, I think, in the Birmingham game. And... Yeah, he's he's got a really big future ahead of him, and people seem to be very hyped up, especially in the academy. Uh, some of the academy academy coaches were saying he's like the best player they've ever worked with. And when you've got players like Knight, Sibley, Will Hughes, Jeff Hendrick that have come through the academy, hearing things like that makes you think, "Wow, this guy must have something about him." But yeah. apparently, he's agreed a deal between one and two million, and then rise into three million. What do you think about that? What What do you think of the money involved? I think seeing has he signed professional deal yet? Because if he hasn't, no, no, then I don't think we could have got much more for him anyway. Yeah, uh, I think I heard Eric Steele say on BBC Radio Derby that he was a uh, one of the best players he'd seen. And Bernie Man, they worked with Rooney. It, there must be something to him. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think it is a shame that if he is as good as people are saying that he, as you said, like you can't really get much more if he hasn't signed a like professional contract, but. One million is not a lot. I know he hasn't really proven himself in the first team, um, so it's kind of hard to compare him to Jude Bellingham, but look at how much money Birmingham got for him and he was the same age. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it could be very good business from Liverpool's perspective, maybe not so much for us. It, it all depends, doesn't it? I mean, at that age, you're paying for potential. You're not paying for ability. Yeah, and yeah. With, with Jude Bellingham, he had both ability and potential. That's That's the big thing. He played a full season in the Championship, and that's the difference between him and Gordon. I think if Cade Gordon had played more games, he'd be worth probably, you know, five times that. Definitely, yeah. But yeah. the problem is he hasn't. And in I the kind of wish we had played in, him. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I wish or we should had. we hold on to him for a bit longer and then, you know, see well, how things go? It's not up to us. That's the problem. No, it's not. Because he's not signed a professional deal. It's all up to him. It's not up Seeing to us at all. Seeing the position that the club's in, I'm surprised they didn't do what they did with Bennett and just, just chuck him in. Just to see how we did. Yeah. No, there's no many players we, we don't have any money, so there's not many players we could have signed previously. Yeah. So I think yeah. it would have been a good idea. I, the problem I is... suppose with the team not doing well, then maybe you know it'd be kind of unfair on him, or like it would be yeah, hard on him to put him into a team where we're not kind of playing at our best. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I, I suppose there's yeah. a lot of pressure if we're struggling to stay up. But yeah, it is a shame. I don't. Yeah, it's not an ideal situation. But yeah, it'd be a baptism of fire for him if he'd come yeah. in those first fifteen games when Koku was in charge. You know. And we were yeah. struggling to create chances. If you throw a 16-year-old in there and go, go perform, I think yeah. he'd yeah, struggle quite a lot. Yeah, or him, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and also, as well, as as you mentioned before, Carolyn, there was a 500 grand bid for George Evans. Yeah. Which, um, what do you think of that? I, I personally think he's worth quite a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think it's it's um, like reflective of his value at all, really. And also, we do need him. 
he's yeah. played recently for us so I don't really see why we'd be letting him go I know obviously it's just a bid and you know it's not definite that he's going to leave mm. but as we were saying earlier if he does leave we need to replace him and no we could replace him with Phil Jones because we need centre half like we need cover there if someone gets injured we really don't have anyone else Phil Jones was a CDM at Blackburn when he played for when he played for Blackburn that was a long time ago though it was a long time ago remembering that's what 10 years ago now I don't think but, um, I don't think he's gonna go. I don't think George Evans I, is gonna go. No. no, I've always liked George Evans. Whenever whenever I've seen him play, I've always thought he looks solid. Yeah, he, that's a odd mistake, but I've always been one of the people that came out from the stadium and thought Phil, George, Phil Jones, George Evans would play well. And you see, he got used to get a lot of stick, but yeah, I've always thought he was quite a solid player. I think yeah. he didn't he didn't have the creative quality as a central midfielder. I think that held him back a bit. Defensively, he's always been good and he's strong and that's why he's excelling at centre-half. As a centre-half, he's got above-average ball playing. You know, he he can pick a pass, he can find a player. But the problem was, when he was in midfield, he wasn't good enough at it to sort of displace a player like, you know, we just got rid of... um, Bradley Johnson, who could play there. He wasn't the best passer in the world, but he he had something about him. He could play a ball, he could find someone. Um, You know, obviously we had Huddleston as well before his injury. Um, And he he just couldn't fill the the void of Huddleston. You know, you've got a player like Huddleston, who's like one of the best passers in England. That's, they're big shoes to fill. You know, it's, it's not, it's not an easy role to play. And I think he got a lot of stick because of that. But um, as a centre half, he's good. yeah. Yeah. Especially in the three. I think that's where he uh, he starts to shine. But we've waffled about George Evans for long enough. <laughs> we've got some questions that you guys have asked. Um, always look forward to these. Probably the best bit of the episode. Um, Any funny ones this time? Uh, I don't think so, actually. No. Um, so I'm going to pick one of you. I'm going to aim the question at you. And uh, when you answer it, I want the uh, the best answer you can think of. So No pressure. No pressure. No pressure <laughs> at all. So, Carolyn, we'll start with you. Uh, this is from Kyle James. And he says, do you think it's time for us to look for new owners? Uh, it's taken up a lot of Derby's time, the takeover. And I feel that if we wait for too long, we'll be in big trouble. What do you think? Yeah, I think as we were talking about it last week, I think, was it MSD you were saying we've yeah. already got a loan from? Yeah, so maybe they're a good option um, because I don't think this can kind of go on much longer. I think we are being messed around. Like, you obviously don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but yeah, I think we do need to look for investment elsewhere because the financial situation doesn't seem to be great. We're struggling to pay the wages. Obviously, that's been sorted now, but long term, I think it's still a bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. <laughs> I've got no, nothing else to add to that. Hit on the head there, really. <laughs> um, one that sort of relates to a couple of points from earlier, Adam. I'm going to yep. fire this one at you. This is from uh, DCFCL, who says, Prime Vidra or Prime Chris Martin? Oh, oh. Golden Boot or Derby Cult Hero? Uh, what, what's Martin's best goal return in the season? Is it 16, 17? I think he scored 25. Oh, oh wow. That's a lot better than I thought it was. 2013, 14. But if I remember rightly, I may be completely wrong here, but Ross McCormack had the season of his life. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're I, right. I may be wrong. I'm I not think, sure. I think Vidra, in that season, he, um, he, he scored a lot in the first half of the season and he seemed to drop off, I, I think I seem to remember. Because he was... Yeah. He was very far ahead of Leon Clark, and then Leon Clark seemed to clutch up towards the end. I think. Yeah, I can't quite remember though. But I think I'd take Martin. Oh, yeah. he just, he just bully the bully the defenders. He's such a good player. He's, yeah, he's such a good finishing. He's just amazing. I just love him. 
I think his, his all-round game is what takes him above Vidra. Vidra obviously was a brilliant finisher, you know, we saw with the goals against Cardiff. Uh, well, yeah. the, the very good goal against Cardiff. You know, he scored against Forest. He, he seemed to always pop up in the big games and yeah. show why we paid that money for him. But with Chris Martin, he was consistent. He'd always win or contest the aerial duels. He'd win free kicks. He'd lay people off. He'd always get, you know, a fair amount yeah. of assists as well as his goals. And I think that's that's something that we took for granted for a few years was the fact that he could bring other players into the game the way that I don't think any other striker has. You know, Kazim Richards does it quite well. But Martin just, it was the flicks and the tricks and the back heels and the way he just seemed to always find someone when he needed to. You know what I mean? He was yeah. the best at drawing a foul. The best player I've ever seen at drawing a foul, I think. Oh, yeah, the wardrobe. He was, yeah. he was an I expert. Think- yeah, and with Vidra, I think he had Nugent with him. They just had the best partnership. Oh, yeah. They, I'm, they I'm not sure whether well without together. Nugent he'd be quite as good. Yeah. And I know he was good for with Watford, Watford, but I think at Derby, he didn't seem as good when Nugent didn't play. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. So we've got another question from Joe Edge. Uh, this is for you, Carolyn. Do you think Derby will bring any players in by the end of the transfer window? I'd like to think so. Uh, there's not much longer left now, so no, I, I do think I do think we will. I, I think at least one or two. Um, yeah. I think Rooney's made it quite clear that he wants to bring players in, and with the wage situation being sorted out for the moment, um, I think yeah, I do think we will. Yeah. What do you Good. think? I, I I agree. I'd I'd hope so. I think it's more. I don't I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah. I think it depends <laughs> on if any players yeah. leave. Like if any more players leave, I think then it's it's definite. But yeah, I, I think we will, one or two. I think maybe it'll be a last minute thing though. It seems that Rooney's been promised some sort of transfer business. So Yeah, it yeah. seems yeah. like that. It could be on the last day though, an hour yeah. before the deadline. <laughs> so that sort of leads us on to Alfie's question. And Alfie says, um, this is going to you, Adam. Where do you think right, the yeah. money came from to pay the players? And do you think we can pay them on time again on Friday? Because obviously January's wages are due this Friday. Yeah, it could be could have been from MSD again. It could have been Mel pumping money back into the club, but she decided to do mm. it. Because maybe maybe you saw maybe you saw that the club could go into administration if he didn't put a bit more money into the club. I'm yeah. not quite sure. It could have, could have been something to do with the homes transfer, even though it was reported no money was sent up yeah. for him. But I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, so this sort of also leads us on to the next question. These questions follow on quite well for each other. Uh, Carol, if we made no signings this January transfer window, where do you think we'd finish? Oh, I'd say maybe 16th, 17th. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's my guess. I, yeah. I think, I think that's fairly accurate. I would imagine if we don't sign anyone. Yeah. Well, if we did sign I, we're not going to go down. Think? That wasn't the question. That was... I thought it would be an extra question. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd say maybe like 10th, 9th or 10th if we do. Yeah. I think playoffs is out of the question because we had such a poor start. Like, I think, look, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but I think we'd want to get on some run. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think a mid-table finish, but I think we'll be at the lower side of that if we don't sign anyone, which is fine. Look, once we stay up, I know at the start of the season, I would not have been saying that. I would have expected close enough to the top <laughs> six. But you kind of have to adjust your perspective, I guess, now yeah. um, after such a bad start. But yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, Adam, who will yes. finish the season as first choice left back? Buchanan. Yeah, I agree. I, think I agree 100%. I think yeah. He already kind of is the first choice left back. I think F- Fozzie is held dear to all Dolph fans' hearts, isn't he? He's, he's, um, he's, he's that left back from the 13 14 team. He's just a brilliant player. But I think he's. 
it'd be past it by not past it. Sorry, it'd be a bit older by another season. I think Buchanan would be growing into his own, growing into his own player. I think, yeah, yeah. Player. I think for, for Scythe is one of those players. He's very experienced. He can play centre half, not very well, but he he can play centre half and left back, and he, he's he's a brilliant backup player to have. I don't think there's any you know other backup left backs off the top of my head that I could think of that have his sort of. He can cross, he can defend, he's good in the air. He's a very good player to have around. And, you know, if if we had a crisis, you know, if George Evans did go and we didn't bring anyone in, he'd fill in at centre-half. Yeah. I think he'd he do all right. He crosses in. Yeah, yeah, he, he loves an early cross. He's always... <laughs> he's, he's, always good at him. he's very good at him. Yeah, he's he's that's his forte, I think. But Was um, it him that crossed the ball for Kazim when he hit the bar? I think yeah, it, I think it was. I think yeah, it was. I think it's, I think it's he's been, uh, yeah. he's put a few good balls in his uh, derby career, and he's one year off on testimonial. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that'd be nice. Um, that leads us on to Adam Gilly, who asks. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, by the way. Uh, who asks what two positions would you strengthen, and who would you want to fill those places? Um, only two players you can choose. Uh, we, we've got a question in a minute, which is going to sort of follow follow on from that. Um, positions would you strengthen if it was only going to be two? I think I'd pick a striker and I'd probably say a winger as well. If it was strengthened rather than get depth for striker yeah. and winger, we definitely need, especially a, a, a good left winger and yeah. uh, someone who can put the ball in the net. Um, yeah. And then, so we've got one more question here before the big one. Um, and it's from Daniel Warren who asks, why is there a lot of bitterness towards Holmes? Uh, he seemed a decent player on and off the pitch. What do you guys think? I think it's because of what I mentioned partly earlier was the the, the thing he said in the interview to the, the Huddersfield, to Huddersfield yeah. about how what was it he the, he didn't have to play in the Huddersfield game but he yeah, wanted but to yeah he did play because yeah yeah he so, wants yeah, to be the manager I think that's the main reason really yeah, yeah I think so I don't know whether it was like badly worded or what but I think I think also people didn't really expect him to say something like that yeah um, I think it did take a lot of people by surprise um, yeah because I think people just didn't really expect it. And I think that is the main reason for the yeah. bitterness by some people because I don't think anything else. I know like he hadn't really been playing, so unless some people were a bit like annoyed because I know like there was some things said that like he hadn't been training like as well as he yeah. could have. Um, so I think like when we were struggling, I don't think things like that being said kind of help you. I think um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's fueled the conspiracy rumors, obviously, as as it as it would, you know, because that after that game in October, he played a few more games, and he didn't seem to run the same way he did before. He didn't seem to fight for every ball. He yeah. seemed like he was coasting, and I think when he made those comments, I think it resounded with quite a lot of people because, you know, it, it made people realize that oh, maybe he actually wasn't putting 100% in. Yeah, I think know. so. I think that's what people are thinking. Yeah. And then you think back to those performances and people are like, oh, I defended him. And then, you know, you find out that it, he might not have been trying. I'm sure he did. I don't die for a second that he yeah. wasn't putting a shift in. No, I don't but, either. But I think what people think, yeah. it kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the way it's been worded really doesn't help him at all. No. And we've got one more question before we finish. Massive question. Uh, it's from it's from Eric Eric Walker and he's asked this a couple of weeks ago. We were going to do a big thing on it, and I completely forgot, like an idiot. Um, and he's asked, "You have 15 million to sign three players within that budget, and you guarantee signing them as long as you can afford that price. Who do you sign? Uh, you don't have to sign three either, but three's the limit." Um, I've got some answers for this. Um, don't know what you guys have got, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to read my answers out. So my my three. 
Um, Brexit rules permitting, I'd choose Serdar Dursan. So this is filling basically the positions we said earlier of centre-half, winger and striker. Serdar Dursan would be my sign-in as a striker. He's available for a few hundred thousand. He's got, what, 16 and 16 in the Bundesliga 2, which is ridiculous. Um, and he's that big striker that we really need. You know, we've got Kazim Richards, who does a great job. But I think Dursan, being a few years younger, he's got a few yards extra of pace. Having both of them fighting for a spot would be brilliant. Um, second player I've chosen is Reese Burke. Uh, he's a centre-half at Hull City. Um, he's been very, very good this season for Hull in League One. And I think he'd be available. You know, he'd be a few million. He's only 24. And he's one of those players where you bring him in, you get years out of him. It's like when we signed Keo and Keo was only like 23, 24. And we got years out of him. Um, my last one would be, it's an ambitious one, this, but Dramari Gray from Leicester. Now, we need a creative winger. Oh, I saw that yeah. he's only available, he's available for a few million and teams have apparently put bids in of a few million that have been accepted. So really? If, like, what, like Premier League teams? I think it's something? it's more Bundesliga, the Liga teams that have put oh, bids okay. in. I could see him doing well in the Bundesliga, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's got pace, he's got tricks, he's got everything. He'd be like another Yushviak on the other wing. I think he'd, he'd yeah. be exactly what we need. Um, they're my three, if you guys have any better suggestions. That's <laughs> pretty um, good. I've got a centre-back, Seth Vandenberg at Liverpool. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's playing very well in under-23s this season. And he's played, not this season, but recent, last year he played quite a lot in the, the Carabao Cup. Yeah, and he look, just looked quite assured. It's a, next to Van Dijk, admittedly, but <laughs> he, he he just looks a good player. Uh, and I mentioned him last week, but Dembele at Peterborough, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. I think he slot into the team quite well. But yeah, other than that, what you said, Durson, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is everything. Unless you guys have anything else to add. Yeah. No, we're done. Nice one. Right. <laughs> thank you very much to everyone who's listened today. Um, it's been a bit of a different one. Uh, the dynamic's been a bit, little bit different because we're a, we're a bit of a man down at the minute. But thank you very much for listening. Hope you did enjoy. If you're not subscribed, please do subscribe. Um, I'd appreciate that quite a lot. Or follow us on Spotify or follow us on Apple Podcasts. I don't really know how it works. But do, do whatever you need to do so, <laughs> so you can see what we do next. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for listening. Let us know what you think in the comments and see you all soon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.